there's been some instances where, well, for me, especially where I'll be going to work and I'll try to be the enforcer and I'll slow down on the person that's riding my butt to tell them, hey, back off. They'll get super annoyed and they'll try to confront me like I was heading to work and I turned off of an exit and we were at a line, you know, and I was in the right lane to turn right. As I was about to make that right turn, the guy comes out and slaps the back of my car and I just speed off and I know they're going to follow me. So I call my manager. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be like 20 minutes late. I've got a guy who's really mad at me. They're trying to follow me and I'm going to try and lose him before I get to work. Happy World Bicycle Day and welcome back to Drive With Us podcast, a podcast where we explore driving cultures around the world by bringing on a new guest each episode to talk about the crazy things they've experienced on the road who they are as drivers, and how they became the driver they are today. I'm Bhavneet. And I'm Taranjeet. Be sure to share your bicycling pics with us on social media using the hashtag BikeWithUs2. Really interested to see all your pictures. And as the season is coming close to an end, we want to hear from you. So share your thoughts with us about the show, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want more of by filling out the feedback form that's in the show notes below. And the first 10 to fill it out will receive DWAP merch, pen, or sticker from us as a thank you. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and if you or anyone you know may be interested in coming on season four, be sure to fill out the interest form on our website at drivewithuspodcast.com. Or if you have any suggestions on who you want us to bring on, comment down below or DM us. We'll try our best to get them on. If you would like to help support your two favorite chauffeurs, aka your two favorite podcast hosts, well, have no fear because there are so many ways you can help support us. And feel free to forward pass this if you're like, I just want the driving stories. Give me those crazy driving stories. It's okay. Go ahead. But if you're still listening and didn't fast forward, thanks for sticking around. As indie podcasters who wear many hats to make this podcast possible, we are working around the clock between our three-hour round-trip commutes, working a full-time job, and also podcasting. As a result, we sacrifice a lot of our time so we can create this podcast. And no, this is not a way for us to make you feel bad or feel pity for us or anything. We just want to be fully transparent and be honest with you guys so you can have a little behind the scenes of what makes this podcast actually happen. So if you're like, okay, well, what can I do to help support my favorite show? Well, we're glad you asked. For the price of absolutely free, you can help spread the word about our show by simply sharing it with your friends and family. It truly does help us. And if you're like, well, I want to provide more support than just simply sharing your show, well, you can become a patron on Patreon or buy us a coffee by searching for our show, Drive With Us Podcast. And by becoming a patron, you get lots of extra fun perks like a DWAP sticker or air freshener our episodes one week early, and lots more. Check it out. All right, let's get into today's driver. Today's driver is Jacob Thornton from Texas. He has high-functioning autism, but can really do anything that you can do. He works a radio business on the side while hosting the Mentally Healthy podcast. While living in Texas, he has seen a lot of crazy drivers and shares with us about the time that he made one Texas driver so mad that they started to follow him, the time he decided to mess with another tailgater, and the time he ran into a drunk driver in the middle of the highway. Let's meet today's driver, Jacob Thornton. Welcome, Jacob. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, I'm glad to be here. 
Well, we're super excited to hear all your crazy driving stories. So let's start with what you would say is one of your most craziest driving experiences. One of my most craziest driving experiences would have to be the summer of 2018. This was right before I graduated college. I was going out with a couple of buddies of mine, and we just got back from Pinstack, and we were just driving down 75 North, just rocking out to music, having fun, windows down on all four sides. And all of a sudden, here comes this random person. It looked like they were driving a Corvette. They started tailgating me and my friend. We were literally the only ones out on the road. So we're like, hey, let's go mess with them. And I'm like, heck yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to teach him a lesson. And of course, I don't play nice when it comes to tailgaters. I really, I really don't. I'm like the enforcer on the road because I teach them, you know, hey, the closer you get, the slower I'm going to go. But I don't harm anyone, of course. I just do that to tell them, hey, don't do this. <laughs> so anyway, we're like, yeah, let's, let, let's mess with them for a bit. See what happens. The speed limit is 75 on a highway. The guy is tailgating, me and my friend, the two other lanes that were open. No, excuse me, three other lanes. We're like the only two cars on the highway at this point. Every, everyone else is six, 1,600 feet back. They're like way back there. At this point, the car behind us switches lanes. And we do the same thing. We switch over to the right lane, and he's tailgating us. Both of us keep switching lanes until we both go off the exit ramp. We go off the exit ramp, and they're tailgating, and I'm slowing down. And we, we turn to get off this other road. We come face to face with the driver and it's not a guy, but it's a woman. So me and my friend at this point had the windows up and the music turned down to a medium. And we both realized we were just making a woman very upset. I mean, she was like in her 20s. She gave us that annoyed look, but she wasn't like too bothered by it. And she just turned off and then we went about our business. And we were like, dude, we just totally upset a woman driver. And I'm like, let's not do that again. That was funny, but let's not do that again. I could totally relate to the whole slowing down if someone's tailgating because I feel like I do that sometimes too because it's annoying. It's like you can back off, either go around me or back off. I'm not going to speed up just because you want to go fast. Yeah, exactly. And it's like there's cops on the road. So, I mean, just because you're in a hurry, I'm not getting in a hurry. There's traffic. So please don't hurt me. You're in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Sure am. So we had this other guest on recently and they mentioned this really weird thing that I didn't know people did, but apparently people do it in Texas. So I wanted to see if you ever experienced this. So apparently if you're driving and then someone's coming behind you and it wants to go faster, people will pull, not pull off, but they'll just move onto the shoulder, but still be driving. And then the other person goes around them. Yeah, that, that does happen. More than likely, they will pull off and go use the shoulder, which they're not supposed to. That's for like, if you got a flat tire or something's wrong with your car. But people will actually use the shoulder, depending upon which lane you're in, and go, literally, go around you. And I see it all the time. I mean, I don't say anything. I just look at them and I'm like, that's not a lane. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Okay, so totally a Texas thing. Yeah, that is a Texas thing. People do that all the time. And surprisingly, they don't injure themselves from doing it. For me, I can't do that. I can't do that without getting caught by a cop. But other people, they just use the shoulder or the right shoulder, the left shoulder. They just completely go around. And I'm like, you graceful son of a gun. I can't do that. (laughs) 
Yeah, because like we're on the East Coast, and there's no way that anyone would be able to do that. So I was just surprised. Yeah, if y'all ever come to Texas and y'all driving on the highways, you'll find that we Texans, we're, for whatever reason, God bless Texas, we're all big and tough, and sometimes we like to show off, especially in terms of traffic. If we don't want to deal with it, we'll either use the HOV lane or we'll just use a shoulder. We're like, screw it, we're not dealing with this, we just go around it. That explains all the drivers we see up here in Maryland from Texas. We're like, okay, why are you driving so crazy? Yeah, that would be be a Texas driver. If you see a car or a vehicle, truck, that has a Texas license plate and they're driving like that, you know where they got it. Speaking of Texas drivers, usually different areas have certain types of drivers. So like a lot of people say that Boston drivers are very mean and aggressive. So is there a, I know you mentioned it a little bit, but like a certain type of profile of a Texas driver? Well, there's actually quite a few, too many for me to name off. But from my experience, it usually involves Texas drivers who drive trucks, not small little Toyotas or small little smart cars. They are Texan, but they're not that Texan if they're going to drive those small cars. (laughs) (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just my opinion. You're not a Texan if you're driving small cars. But for Texans who drive trucks, they they either like to get on your butt. They have a lifted body. They'll just drive right next to you for about maybe five or ten minutes. They're like two or three inches, their body lifted above their wheels. And depending upon what kind of vehicle that you're driving, you have to look up at them. And I call those drivers the high and mighty because they're just looking down at you like they're God. Because it's like, yeah, we're taller than you. We can totally run over your car (laughs) if we want to. And then there's the wild and rowdy drivers who who are driving the Dodges. And they'll oftentimes blare their country music so loud. And they've got the, the bright LED lights pinned on the top of their truck. And then you have... The city slickers, who you find them on highways, back roads, small city roads, but mainly highways. They'll be driving the Mustangs, the Corvettes, these these really cool, fancy sports cars. And they don't tailgate you. They just drive past you like everyone else. But the only difference is they will make you hear them. Doesn't matter how far away you are from them or if you're close to them. Their engine, when they take off to get around other cars, their engine is so loud you can hear it. Doesn't matter how loud your music is, you will hear their engine. They're just going off like, hey, I'm from Texas, but check out how loud my engine is in my new sports car. I'm so much better than you. It sounds like you have names for all the different types of drivers. I never really had anyone mention names that they've given to these types of people, but I'm curious to know, are you one of the Texans that drives a truck? No, I don't. I don't drive a truck. Actually, that's actually going to be my retirement vehicle, believe it or not. I drive a 2016 Kia Forte hatchback, which is actually my second car, because my first car was an old 1992 Chevrolet Lumina 3.0. It was a nice old car, great gas mileage, but it'd get me through a lot until it get like super cold in Texas. During the winter, about maybe... 45 to maybe 30 degrees and that's when the car would get too cold to the point where i'd have to have people push me while i'm still starting the engine for it to go i found it funny that not related to your vehicle but that you were like the coldest it gets is like 30 and i was like oh i'll take that (laughs) yeah and then that's how cold it gets here it's never 17 no it's always either 30 
depending upon how bad the winter here is in Texas, sometimes it'll get to maybe about 25, but it's not like 15. No, that's not. So when it gets down there, that's when the roads freeze over with ice. And at which point, I don't know how other drivers do it, but I don't get out of the house. I just stay inside and wait till (laughs) the the ice melts. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to skip my job today and just wait till the (laughs) ice melts. But Texas is more flat. You guys get more like dust storms and tornadoes and stuff. Have you ever experienced any of that while driving? I have experienced dust storms, but those dust storms actually, they don't really come from Texas. They usually comes from comes from a desert or some sandy area and the wind will actually be so strong to a point where it blows the wind over and gets to Texas and then that's when the dust storms will happen. And I've experienced that while driving. I just drive slowly and don't roll my windows down at all. I just kind of Oh no, cuz I don't want to breathe in sand. It's like I'm going to breathe in sand, you know, I just, I'll just go play in my sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> and tornadoes, yes, I have experienced quite a few of those in my life growing up. I actually, I just pull my car inside, inside my garage and lock the garage door, find the safest area in my house that doesn't have any windows, and I just sit there and wait for it, wait for it to blow over. Have you ever been on the road when there was a tornado? Yes, I have. It was back when I worked... Back to my retail days when I was in high school, I worked at a place called Sam's Club, and this was when I had my 92 Chevy. It was like a small, it wasn't really an Oldsmobile, but it was kind of, it had the shape of one. And so I was driving to Sam's Club, and I noticed the sky started looking, it, it had like a light green color to it, and I'm like, I look at it, and I'm looking at it, I'm just standing there looking at it, and I'm like, did someone release poison into the air? Did someone just... <laughs> Throw some like green paint in the sky and it's stuck. What's going on? So I walk in to Sam's Club and in the electronics area, there's the weather channel comes in and it interrupts any of the regular electronic programming that just shows by default. And the weather lady says tornado coming. And I'm like, oh, that's why the sky is green. This is like back in 2015. So yeah, I have driven in one, just not towards one. Because if I see one coming my way, I... Well, I drive away from it and head back home. <laughs> That'd be smart. Yeah, unless I'm driving an arm- armored vehicle. But other than that, I just drive away. So you've had more experience with that. We live in more of a mountainy area. And so I was shocked where one day there was five tornadoes in our state. Oh, no. And I'm like, never in my lifetime have I seen a tornado. And then all of a sudden there's five at once. My sister drove nearby one in one place i drove nearby another one and we're like what is going on yeah five tornadoes that's i don't know that's really weird here in texas we usually have about one tornado that happens every couple years and that's just when the weather gets bad other than that it's just heavy rain ice snow stuff like that but five tornadoes yeah yeah, no if i lived where y'all lived and I'd just really not drive at all. I'd just be like, okay. I was just surprised. I'm going to just lock my car in the garage and just go hide. Yeah, just call me when it's over. <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually get the warning until we were like more than halfway to work. So we were on the road and then we got these warnings and now we're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, uh, help. <laughs> yeah, and I was like on an open highway and I'm like, oh, there's God. nowhere for me to stop. Oh, so no. I guess I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I see a tornado, I drive away and drive back home. Or if there's a tornado that's about to happen, I don't go out at all. 
So now that we heard some of your crazy stories, let's dive into what kind of driver you are. If you're given the option, would you rather be the driver or would you rather be the passenger? I would rather be, oh, wow, that's a, that's a good question. I'd actually be both. Can I answer it like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be both because it gives me a different perspective on who's controlling the vehicle. Like if I'm the passenger and someone else is driving me, I get to observe the driver and how they drive and what they do and how they handle things on the road. But if I'm the driver, whether I'm driving by myself or or someone else is driving with me, I get to see everything that ha- that's happening on the road and get to see and experience it all. Whereas passengers, they don't have control of the situation. They can't stop the car. They can't do things with the vehicle that the driver would. So it's pretty interesting to experience both. So when you were a passenger in cars, have you ever had an experience where you wish you never got in that car? I have actually had that experience. I've had a friend of mine. We were coming back from the Galleria Mall one night. There's actually three of us. We were coming back from the Galleria Mall, and we were just driving down 75 North here in Texas. I'm not paying attention. We see this person. He had to be drunk driving. He was parked at a diagonal way on the highway. It's weird. It's a person parked diagonally in the middle of a highway. He didn't have his emergency lights on, but my friend in the back, passenger seat, yells, look out. And then I throw all my emergency lights, stop and pull over to the left shoulder of the road. And this car in front of us sees it and stop to make sure if we were all right. And the minute we get out on the left shoulder of the road, that driver who's parked diagonally sees that and just speeds off towards an exit ramp because that driver's like, oh, crap, they're going to kill me. And we, we were about to go after him, but then we decided it's not worth it. So got back in the vehicle and driving home, I said, I looked back and I said, had you not said watch out, we would have been in some serious trouble. Well, that's good to hear. I'm surprised that your reaction was to go after this guy and pull over and go after them. Yeah. Well, hopefully he didn't go and like park diagonally on another highway. He was probably drunk and not knowing what he was doing. It's kind of praying at that point that a cop would show up and catch him. Yeah. But here's a fun question for you. What kind of driver do you think that you are? How would you describe your driving? And would your friends and family describe your driving in the same way? I'd say I'm more of a defensive driver. I like to drive safe and smart and I don't like to ride anybody else's butt. I like to just imagine that little cushion around my car and just play it safe. Now my family, they're the same way in terms of defensive driving, but my friends, some of them are a little crazy and get road rage really easily. I mean, they're good, they're good defensive drivers, but they get that road rage and that defensive driving just totally goes out the window and they just start riding people's they go around them and flip them off. And, and I'm in that car with them. And it's like, you're going to get us shot. You're going to get us killed. One way or the other, we're both dying. Yeah, that must be a pretty scary thought in Texas, especially since guns are a big deal. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, there's been some instances where, well, for me, especially where I'll be going to work and I'll try to be the enforcer and I'll slow down on the person that's riding my butt to tell them, hey, back off. They'll get super annoyed and they'll try to confront me like I was heading to work and I turned off of an exit. And we were at a lot. And, you know, and I was in the right lane to turn right. Because you can, in Texas, you can make a right turn on red. I found that other Texans just make a left turn on red, too. As I was about to make that right turn, the guy comes out and slaps the back of my car. And I just speed off. And I know they're going to follow me. So 
I call my manager. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be like 20 minutes late. I've got a guy who's really mad at me. They're trying to follow me and I'm going to try and lose him before I get to work. And they were understanding about it because I didn't want them following me to my work. But I turned down a couple roads in the Dallas area and found this nice little, this nice little shady little back road and stopped, went about 30 feet away, parked under some trees and just turned my car off. And these people were in this 2002 Toyota mom looking van and <laughs> they were looking for me and I saw them speed right past me. I didn't honk my horn or anything. I just sat still and I, I, I waited for about 10 minutes just sitting there waiting, waiting. And then my phone on my timer goes off after 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, let's get back to work now. Yeah, it was an interesting morning. It's good to hear that your manager was understanding and you were able to lose this guy because I can't imagine what would have happened if he did find you. He sounds like he was mad. He was mad because he thought you know, I was being a total jerk. So he thought confronting me person to person would be a good idea. But I was just trying to go to work, man. I wasn't trying to make anyone else mad. So it sounds like you are a safe driver in comparison to your friends, as you were describing. So would you mm -hmm. consider yourself someone who would honk or a honker? I am a honker when I do get mad or irritated at someone. Like if I'm driving, you know, whatever road I'm on and they cut me off or they're, they don't use their turn signal when they get in front of me and I have to slow down, I honk at them. I'll just like beat my horn at them multiple times. But that's only if I'm really angry and aggravated. Other than that, I'm not a honker. So I just kind of let it go. And I'm like, all right, no busy. I'll just move on. No need to get more people following you. Yeah. So speaking of annoying drivers... What would you say is your biggest driving pet peeve? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Okay, this has to do with more paranoia, but my biggest pet peeve is when it's late at night or if I'm trying to get home or going wherever. In my mind, I think they're following me, but they're really not. It's like they follow you really closely, and I'm over here doing 45. They're doing 45. They're, like, matching your speed limit, and they're not cops at all. They're just following you, and it's like, oh, my God, quit. It's it's my biggest pet peeve at late at night. I don't want anyone following me late at night because that's really scary and it's hard to see stuff at night. It's the creepiest thing ever. Yeah, I can relate. There's been times when I felt like, is this person following me? They just go the same turns as you or the same way as you for a little bit. And then when they finally turn a different way, you're like, okay, they weren't following me. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, well, I didn't need to be scared about anything. They were just trying to get home. Exactly. So I know you were saying that you don't get as much road rage, but have you ever experienced it? Whether it was you who was having the road rage or someone who was having road rage towards you? Well, this goes back to me driving on the highways. It was about two weeks ago, actually. I was just driving to work, got a good playlist going, doing 75, minding my own. Here comes this woman in her, she looks like 21, and I don't know what she's upset about, but she was riding my butt, and I went slow, and then she turns around, flips me off, and I look at her, and I'm like, what's your problem? You know, I let it go, and I see her doing the same thing to everybody else, and I'm thinking, well, there's a good chance they're going to treat her twice as worse as I treated her. So that was probably the worst time I experienced someone with road rage. It's always amazing to me how when we talk to people who are in anywhere west of us, I guess, pretty much, <laughs> which is everyone, <laughs> their speed limits are like 75 on the highways. And I'm like, dang, I only know one highway around here that speed is 70. Yeah, people in Texas, when it's like if the speed limit says 30, they'll go 35 or if it's 40, they'll go 45. Now, if it's a highway, people will go, if they don't get caught and they're lucky, they'll go 85, 90 miles an hour, even 95. Have you ever gotten a ticket before? 
Ooh, yes, I have. I have gotten tickets in high school. I've gotten tickets even now, but luckily they've never been on my record because I've had to, and this has taught me a lesson, had to take a defensive driving and then turn it into the courtroom so they can have that ticket dismissed off my record. When you're saying you had many, is that like a really high number or are you just saying like, oh, a few? No, I mean like, oh, a few. <laughs> I've had probably about six tickets, but I've, I've got them all dismissed through that driving course. They're not on my record. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. So when you take those courses, does it just remove the points and you still are responsible for the fines or does it drop everything for you? It drops everything. It's like it, it never happened. Well, it sounds like you're really familiar with this course then. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am familiar with it, but I don't like taking it. It's one of those courses where if you get the wrong answer, it, you can't move on. It replays the same scene, the same animation, the same question, and it'll keep replaying that until you get the answer right. And it's like, oh my God, I just guessed one thing and I got it wrong. And it like changes the question, but it's still the same thing. It's like, oh my goodness. It's so agonizing. It's like, God, I hate myself right now. You're being tortured almost. They're like oh, wow. mentally and emotionally being tortured. Well, that just means don't get the ticket again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it really taught me a lesson not to get cocky and show off. Well, now that we know the type of driver you are, let's go back to your driving first. How would you describe your first time driving experience and who was it with? I'd have to go back to my high school days. I was in my old 92 Chevrolet Lumina and... I didn't have the permit license. I was just driving around my neighborhood at the time, which was just practice for driving on the road. And it was actually with my sister. Me and her were both learning how to drive. We were just going around our neighborhood and we'd come down to this cul-de-sac and I didn't know how to get out of it. My sister's like, well, why don't you turn around or back up or do something? I completely ignored the, the derivative of backing up. I just slowly went around and then I sped off up the hill. And as I got to the top, I, I slammed my brakes. My sister's like, what the heck? And I'm like, well, I got out of it. Did did we not? She's like, yeah, but you didn't need to slam your brakes too hard. And I'm like, oh, whoops. My sister was mad at me. So were you both learning to drive together? We were actually. And we both went through driving school together. We both got our permits together and we both got our license together. Was it just you two in the car in that cul-de-sac story or was there someone else in there with you? No, no, it was just me and her. My mother was at home, but my mom had my sister go with me because my mom didn't feel safe with me driving around the neighborhood alone. So she had my sister go with me. Yeah, well, that's understandable. When you're learning to drive for the first time, you're basically figuring everything out. Like, how much pressure do you need to apply to the brakes and the gas pedal to, like, make it move smoothly as opposed to, like, <laughs> abruptly? Yeah. How would you describe your actual driving test experience? And were you able to pass the first time? I was actually able to pass the first time. I actually went to Paris, Texas to do that. And, well, I was nervous going into the building, but when my instructor arrived, I was like, well, I'm not nervous now. So I just was like, okay, just do what you learned in driving school and just listen to everything she says. And I literally did all that. And she was writing down things. And I actually passed both the written portion and the driving portion of the test, the first go around. That was awesome. Did you mm -hmm. have to parallel park on your test? I did not have to because there was like no, in Paris, Texas, there was like no parallel parking. So I didn't have to do that part. I ask because a lot of people that we talk to have said that they didn't have to. And it's it's just mind-boggling that 
it's a very important skill, yet no one has to do it on their test. So now that we've heard your past experiences of driving and your current driving experiences, let's talk about future driving. So cars are starting to change and there's a possibility of self-driving cars coming relatively soon. What are your thoughts on self-driving cars and would you get in this car? I would not get in a self-driving car. For anyone else that wants to get them, that's them. I would not get in a self-driving car because I have no idea where it would take me, what it would do, or how it would handle things on the road. While self-driving cars do sound nice, it's just me, myself, I wouldn't get in them. I mean, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I have my reservations. I would need to see this be tested for like years and years to make sure that it's actually safe. Yeah, because it's like you're trusting your life with a vehicle that's driving you. I can understand an airplane being on autopilot. I get that because the captain of the plane is in there. But with cars, it's like, mm, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bonus question time. Are you ready? I am. If you could make one new driving law, what would it be? If people are caught tailgating, they get a $600 fine. Like, no <laughs> tailgaters allowed, ever. That would be the law. I like that law. I wonder if that's already a thing, because I know I've experienced where someone was on my bumper and a police officer pulled them over. So I don't know if that's something that already exists and people just don't enforce it yet. I know some past guests had mentioned, like, there should be some kind of camera or something that can detect and just <laughs> automatically ticket you if you do, if you're driving too close. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen anyone here in Texas get pulled over for tailgating. That's more if people are speeding or if people get in a wreck or something. There's officers. But I've never seen anyone here in Texas get pulled over for tailgating. Never. Well, I'm all for that law. Yeah, me too. It's like, teach them a lesson. I'll get them to quit. $600 should be enough to tell them, hey, you shouldn't do it anymore. Exactly. Do you have any final thoughts or any tips that you would like to give other drivers that are listening? Just be careful out on the roads. Be aware of weather conditions. Be sure to leave early and ignore the crazy drivers out there. Because if they're bothering you on the road or they're stressing you out, just ignore them. They'll go around you and just focus on where you need to go as safe as possible. That's very well said. Yeah, it's important to just do your thing and let them do the crazy and go around. Mm -hmm. So before we let you go, I know you have a podcast of your own. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it and where can listeners find it? Yeah, so I've got a podcast called Mentally Healthy, and what started out as me just wanted to be all about mental health, but you can find it on Anchor, you can find it on iTunes, literally any other audio platform. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We had a blast talking to you about crazy Texan drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my pleasure, and I'm glad I was able to share with you about the crazy Texas drivers that are out there, because I know I can be one of them sometimes, too. I have to ask, after hearing how Jacob calls himself the enforcer on the road, would you consider yourself an enforcer? No. No? No. <laughs> I'm just more like, get away from me. Get away from me. Thank you. You're more like, I'll move out of your way. Get away. <laughs> it's more like, I want the crazy people away from me, like where I can see them and keep an eye on them, but like, don't come near me. Thanks. <laughs> keep an eye on them. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if they go crazy and come towards me? Like, go away. Yeah, I'd rather have the crazy in front of me than behind me. It's harder to keep an eye on them if they're behind you. It's harder to control the situation if they're behind you. Yeah, that's true. So do you consider yourself an enforcer? Uh, I feel like certain situations I probably might be. <laughs> I, I don't consider myself, but I do slow down if someone's going crazy. And if they're on my bumper, I'm like, fine, 
I thought that was just a Punjabi in me, but like, fine, you want me to go slow? I can go slow. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, if someone's tailgating me and I've already even like going five above the speed limit, it's like I'm not even going slow. I'm going above the speed limit. It's like, then I'm like, fine, I'm gonna slow down, and then you can do whatever you want, back off or just go around me. I am not going to speed up for you. Yeah, the icing on the cake is always when we then pass a cop that's sitting on the side of the road. And then they back off and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or they speed around you and then they get stuck behind a line of cars or they are at a red light and you catch up to them and then you're like, now what? Yeah. I did actually witness a crazy driver situation, I guess, on the road where this person, this lady was behind me. So we are getting to a point where it was a merge space and I was too far ahead of her to let her go in front of me. So I merged in front of her and she was so mad that I got in front of her because she like immediately got on my bumper and wouldn't leave like she was practically glued to me and I saw ahead of me that the cars were coming to a stop so I was trying to prepare to give her enough time to stop so I started slowing down in advance and that made her even more mad (laughs) it's like yeah but I can't tell if you're gonna stop lady so so I hit the brakes, like, you know, slowly get into a stop and then I come to a full stop and she swerves into the shoulder because she wasn't intending, I guess, to stop. Wait, and- was she like in another car that she couldn't see around you? No, she was an SUV. I how could she not how could she not see over your car? Like she around I don't know what was her problem. So then I don't immediately hit the gas after a stop. I like slowly get up to speed. So I'm here I am trying to get back up to speed once traffic starts moving again. And she was like, I'm done with this. Like, she's going too slow for me. So she goes illegally onto the shoulder and around me and gets just in front of me. Like, (laughs) one car. Wow, what a difference. And then she proceeds to ride the bumper of that car. I'm so, I feel so bad for you. So these are two SUVs. Her SUV color is black. The car she's riding the bumper of is a white SUV. And so she's like, all right. I'm going to do the same thing I did with that she did with me. <laughs> so she tried to go around this car, went onto the shoulder. That white SUV is like, no. And they went half in the shoulder and half in the road and blocked her. <laughs> and then Good for you. <laughs> she hit the gas and tried to go back into the lane to go around them in the lane. They're like, no. And they went in front of her. <laughs> They're an enforcer. <laughs> and blocked her. And then she's like, all right, shoulder again. <laughs> and then she Wait, so they just kept doing this dance? <laughs> yeah, they did it like three or four times. And then they were just like, no. And they just kept blocking her. Good. And then she just gave up. it was the funniest thing to witness so that person was definitely an enforcer on the road (laughs) yes now that is an enforcer and from afar good for you i don't think i would have went to that extreme i feel like the only thing i enforce is tailgating if someone's tailgating me i'll slow down like get back off yeah but if they want to go around go around like i'd rather you be in front of me and me not be stressed out that you're riding my bumper so go ahead and you can just hit the brakes if you see a cop Thanks. Yeah, you can be my police check. But that was Jacob's driving stories. If you or anyone you know has any crazy driving stories and would like to come onto the show, you can fill out the interest form on our website at drivewithuspodcast.com. And be sure to stay tuned until the end of this episode for a sneak peek of next week's episode, the last episode of the season. <gasps> oh, oh. Kind of sad, but also excited for the next seasons. It's like mixed emotions over here. And don't forget to come hang out with us on our Discord server. 
Yeah, you can chat with us there in our off-season, too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for driving with us. And now, a sneak peek. I was on my way to work, and next thing I know, I started smelling smoke. And I'm like, well, what is that? And next thing I know, smoke started pouring up out from the gear shift. And, and I was headed up a hill at that time. And, and I pulled over, jumped out, popped the hood on my car. And as soon as I popped the hood, flames are just shooting up out of the engine, hitting the bottom of the hood. And I run back and grab the few things I had in my, in my vehicle, which was a case of CDs. And I had a little small backpack. And I grabbed those two things and I literally flung them across the road.